AM 101.1 FM, The Way. Current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. CBS try to hide who they really are. Vladimir Putin isn't hiding his true intentions anymore. We can't hide the numbers on Turkey's devastation or hide the truth behind the Church of the Mask religion. That plus much more will be revealed as we discuss the signs of the times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, February 10th, 2023. And one thing you can count on, and that is we never hide our podcasts. They're available where all the popular podcasts can be found, and we list those sources in the Signs of the Times section at thewaymedia.net. Or you can listen right from the source when you download the Way Media app to watch the episodes, ask prophecy questions, and read the articles that we discuss. And now, here to discuss why Harley-Davidson motorcycles will never make it to heaven is Pastor Mark, (laughs) who recently dined at a seafood restaurant and asked the waitress for a lobster tail, to which she replied, well... Once upon a time, there was this handsome lobster. <laughs> there you and, go. Okay. There you go. No, that's not me. I had I had my my pre show smile on. Did you notice? I <laughs> no, my, I didn't. My, I wasn't my, looking. I put on my pre joke okay. smile. I did. I was ready. I kind of had the pre joke <laughs> smile kind of ready, so that if it was like just a smile, you know, what, that's a joke sympathy smile. It, whatever. What yeah, but I guess so. But either way, it was there. <laughs> so if you're watching online, you saw the pre joke smile. Oh my! To be prepared, but that wasn't bad. That was, you know, a, again, a, a, a lobster tail is probably a lot cheaper. It could be. It depends than on the eggs. Kind. Yeah, well, cheaper than lobster tail. Yes. I mean, you know, just oh, that's tell me true. a story. Yes, it's tell you a story. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen. Well, uh, but you didn't tell him why Harleys aren't in heaven. You, you well, set it up. Well, that's for you to say. Oh, okay. Well, again, I'm not, I can't say for sure. Look, I love Harleys, and I think there's going to be something. I just, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I know this, I, you know, hogs aren't kosher. That's so that was my only thing. Whether or not they can make it in because of that, I don't know. But I love Harleys. I ride yes. a Harley, and so I think there's going to be heavenly Harleys, and uh, maybe something even even greater. I'm sure there is. You know, so yeah, that's true. You know, the Lord's throne under the throne. There's lightning and thunder. Yes, read about it in Revelation. So he, it's a, under I'm, I'm the, just the saying, throne could be a Harley. I'm just saying. Doesn't say if there's handlebars. All it says is there's lightning and thunder underneath the throne of the Lord. Kind of sounds like my so, street glide. Uh, it's an eternal glide. Yeah, it's probably go. what it is, right? Yeah, An yeah. eternal glide? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Either way. E-glide. All right. Hey, listen, we would like to welcome Bob Johnson Insurance as a sponsor and a supporter of Signs of the Times. Bob Johnson Insurance has been insuring East Tennesseans for over 50 years, from your home to the nursing home and everything in between. Bob Johnson Insurance, 865-922-3111. Or online at bobjohnsonins.com. All right, let's get into some articles. Pastor Mark. On the boats and on the plane. 
You know, we got no Israel. We got no Ezekiel news this week, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Normally we've got stuff like that going on. But back here in America, we've got enough to talk about. Yeah. This is from Breitbart.com. CBS quietly deletes a Grammy tweet saying, We are ready to worship, referring to a satanic Sam Smith performance on the Grammys, which, by the way, were sponsored by... By Pfizer. Yeah, I think most people have heard about this. You know, it's interesting. This was really amazing. A lot of people try to say, well, they did this real, they did this real satanic show, whatever. And a lot of people say, well, all it was was they were trying to shock, you know, shock value and whatever. But I, I'll tell you, I'm watching, I'm watching Satan get more bold, Greg, and just his openness to reveal himself to the world, which I've always said needs to happen. If Satan is going to be worshiped at some point openly, the world is, he's going to want the world to know who it is they're worshiping. So he's going to reveal right. himself. And I think he's going to use, I mean, he's, his real name, he's going to, Lucifer or Satan is going to become up more and more because he wants the worship. It's going to be temporarily through the Antichrist. Then it will be, I believe, directly to him, maybe through possession of the Antichrist or above the Antichrist directly to him. Uh, and, and this guy, this is kind of like the headwinds we talked about of all these prophetic things happening. CBS deleted its Grammy Awards tweet proclaiming we are ready to worship. When the uh, pop star Sam Smith, I've never heard of him, Satan-themed performance after the post provoked widespread ri- uh, ridicule and accusations that the left-wing network engages in Satan worship. On Sunday afternoon, Sam Smith tweeted rehearsal photos for what was eventually revealed to be a fire and brimstone-themed performance of his single, Unholy. A collaboration... <laughs> Yeah, a collaboration with male-to-female transgender singer-songwriter Kim Petros... This is going to be special, Smith tweeted. CBS replied, you can say that again. We are ready to worship. It remains unclear when CBS deleted the tweet, but the post was gone by Monday. So a couple things to say. First of all, you can make the argument it's for shock value or whatever. I don't think so because, I'm again, I'm watching this. We saw the games. There were these um, athletic games in Europe last year where they brought this giant bull out that represented um, uh, a worship a time they came out and worshipped this big bull and and had these women doing these dances yes. before it. Yeah, uh, you saw with the Cerna opening of their um, um, you know uh, super collider um, overseas when they did that this big uh, demonic worship thing they did out front in front of it. You know, um, my point is you can write this off to oh artistic or people are just trying to whatever maybe get more hits on online because they're doing something crazy. No, this you're watching an increase in the openness of Satan to say, I'm here and I'm doing these things and you need to turn and look to me. And so I don't know that all, all these people know this. I don't think that half the people here when they say they're ready to worship, do, do they know they're worshiping Satan? Some might, probably most don't. So I'm not saying that they are openly going, hey, we're Satan worshipers here at CBS or something like that. But what's happening is, is people don't realize is it says in First John 5 that the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. And he is now drawing people in who don't know God. They're paying him homage. And they're, yeah. in, in essence, that's... And they don't that's, even maybe realize it or not. Who well, knows? you're right, Greg. But again, the word worship comes from the word worth. So when we worship God, what we're saying is, God, you're worth it. You're worth the worship. So we're giving you the worship that you deserve. So what's happening here is they're saying, you know, hey, this, this, this kind of nod to Satan is worth it. Uh, we're, we have this agenda. We have what we're doing. So whether they realize it's full-blown Satanism or whether they're just kind of think it's fun or they're toying around almost like a Halloween costume with wear your little horns or whatever, 
There's something much more insidious behind this. It is definitely demonic. It's getting more and more out of the open. And what it does, it opens up doors for people to go check this guy out. And, and he's very vulgar. And the stuff he does is vulgar. You know, his, his music. I, you know, oftentimes when they started doing this stuff, the Super Bowl, and, and um, I think Brianna is, is doing it this year or whatever. Or they were announcing on the news. They showed these ads you see. I think Brianna's doing the halftime R- show. Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna? Thank Rihanna. You. Okay, there you go. I'm glad yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, Rihanna, anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and so, you know, the, the thing about that is, is that it gets, you know, the kids watch it and then they go to check out Rihanna or whoever's doing it, this kind of thing. Yeah. And it leads just to greater and greater debauchery. And, and you just kind of see this, the world just kind of nods at it. Like it's no big deal. And there'll no doubt be some very disgusting things on there. I mean, they were discussing today, what do you think should be wearing? And my thought was probably very little, you know, um, because that's kind of what they do. They draw in through sexual stuff. They do all these kind of things. And, and I think it's easy for us, Greg, just to kind of blend in and kind of say, well, that's kind of how it is. You know, look, enjoy the Super Bowl. There's nothing wrong in watching the Super Bowl, enjoying that. For those of you that are going to watch it or do whatever, record it and watch it later if you're going to church or whatever you're doing. But the bottom line is, um, be careful about just getting inundated with the world and being sucked into looking at it and becoming um, deadened. And right. that's my concern. We right. become deadened to really what we're watching happen. Um, it was wasn't in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Katy Perry did this whole thing with the big bull. She rode out there at the halftime yeah, show. Yeah, I think so. Well, then they yeah. had the, again. These are all symbols of Satan. These these the, right. the, that's one of his yeah. faces is the face of an ox. Uh, he's a cherubim, and so that's why we saw what happened in Europe. We saw it at the Super Bowl. We saw it now at the CBS Grammys. You're going to see more of this very open worship me Satan type stuff, and the world's going to mock the Christian. Yeah, you're overdoing it. No, we're not. No, this is the heat is turning up. And you know, Greg, we talked before the show about Revelation 14. At some point, there's going to be a final battle in heaven between Michael and the archangels and Satan, and Michael's going to kick him out. I can't wait to see Michael. He's going to just brutalize him, kick him out of there. He's awesome um, uh, as far as a warrior goes. Yeah. And um, at that point, you say, well, aren't they already kicked out of heaven? Well, they're kicked out of heaven, but they can still stand before the Lord and, and, and make petitions. They're going to be kicked out where they can no longer even go in the foyer, so to speak, and make petitions. They're kicked out for good. The Bible says when that happens during the Great Tribulation, he'll know his time is short, and he's going to really start just, I mean, unloading on mankind and on the world. So I think we're seeing the headwinds of that. We're not there yet, but you're going to see more and more blatant demonism. And we have to recognize, listen, Satan is a real being. Jesus spoke about him. Jesus spoke to him. Jesus said he was an angel that he kicked out of heaven. He said, I saw him fall like, like lightning from heaven. He's a real being. He's going to really be given allowed to do these things in the last days. And this is satanic, the things we're seeing. I think a lot of the stuff that's going on with the pharmaceuticals is satanic. I think what you're seeing here in these uh, shows is satanic. You're going to see more of it. Get ready for it. Here it comes. Well, and that's based on what God's word has told us. That's right. Uh, how the Antichrist is going to deceive the nations through pharmacia, through sorcery. Yeah. Uh, you also referenced, too, uh, speaking of those things, Pastor Mark, you referenced Revelation 12, 10 through 12. Yes. Regarding this article, what what in this article made you think of Revelation chapter 12 uh, to kind of accentuate, you know, what was happening here? What I just said there. Yeah. No, it's it's this whole thing where it says when he's cast out, it says, for the devil has come down to you on the earth, having great wrath because he knows that he has a short Short time. time." So, again, and and I'm not saying this is fulfilled yet. This has not yet been fulfilled. This will be when Michael and and, and all the boys, you know, just knock knock these guys out of heaven once and for all. (laughs) I can't wait. Um, but the problem is they're all going to be thrown down here for good. Now, they're down here now. The, the demonic realm's here now, but they're going to come down mad and unable to even go and petition God to be able to do anything anymore. So they stand right. where God and say, let, let us at them, God. And God gives certain permissions. 
They're not even going to ask, be able to seek him to ask anything. They're going to realize the clock is ticking. We're done. And they're going to throw every bit of fireball they have at the earth, literally. Yeah. And, um, and so that's, that's what's going to happen. We're seeing it begin, though. Satan is mocking. He's like, look at me. And, and what's amazing, Greg, is he literally can walk to the world now and say, this is satanic. And the world goes, we love you. We love you. We want to worship you. Like, what are you talking about? Wake up. Yeah. It's amazing to watch. Yeah, it sure is. Sad. All right. Let's get into some One World Government news. This is from MSN.com. A top Putin ally says he will not hide his intention to invade Poland anymore. Yeah. Boy, this is... But, you know, I, I'll, you know I, I've... The first thing that I thought of was Spirit of Antichrist. Yeah. Because when I think the Spirit of Antichrist was directly influencing or a part of Hitler... Yeah. In World War II, that's exactly what Hitler did. Yeah, he 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 went out to conquer, to capture. Yeah, I mean, in you know, Putin might have used Ukraine as the beginning for some sort of claim to you know ancestral territory. Yeah, uh, you know, not unlike what China's threatened to do with Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Greg. This is a multifaceted story. I'm going to kind of yeah. unwrap it a little bit more than just the surface there. Again, Putin, I, no doubt, is not necessarily a godly man. Um, and we talked about not having Ezekiel 38 and 39. However, I think this all this ties is part in. of it. The more you stir up the bear, uh, the more he's going to be roaring and, 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 and again, wanting to move against Israel, et cetera. So there is a link into all this okay. flare up, if you will. But let's read some of this. Yeah. And I want to. I want to, there's someone here that's interesting, Greg. I want to point out that most people aren't talking about when it comes to Ukraine, but it's interesting because I've done, I'm doing a little homework. I'm not anywhere ready to speak authoritatively, not that I'm uh, ever authority on anything, but I, I want to mention something from things that are coming up from some of the study I'm doing. But anyway, Ramzam Kadyrov, a key ally of Russian President Vladimir Putin, has begun rattling off threats about attacking Poland and Ukraine. Katarov, the head of uh, Chechnya, suggested Monday that Russia should denazify and demilitarize Poland next. Now, this may just be um, propaganda, but let me tell you what's going on behind the scenes. Let me read some of the rest of the article. Okay. He says, and I quote, what if after the successful completion of the NMD, Russia begins to denazify and demilitarize the next country? After all, after Ukraine, Poland is on the map. I will not hide that I am personally have such intention. Uh, Kad, uh, Kadyrov said in the telegram, I personally have such an intention, and I have repeatedly stated that the fight against Satanism should continue throughout Europe, and first of all, on the territory of Poland. Kadyrov warned Tuesday that the time has come for the West to fall to its knees before Russia, predicting that the so-called special military operation in Ukraine would be over by the end of 2023. Now, is that is that evil calling, you know, is that evil calling... I don't know, but I'm going to add another flavor to okay. this that a lot of people may not know. Look, I'm not backing Russia or saying Russia's godly, okay? This may be nothing more than propaganda, but here's what I am finding apart from these things in just looking into some of the Ukraine things that are happening. And these articles kept popping up in my studies and my prep and from different newspapers around the world and begin to look into it. Apparently, there is a huge Nazi presence in Ukraine. There are a lot of uh, uh, anti-Jewish pro-Nazi Hitler holdouts that are in Ukraine. And there's actually military divisions of them that we are funding and helping by sending weapons over there. 
Now, a lot of people don't hear that in the news. I wasn't hearing that in the news. But it would appear that Ukraine is a little bit more complicated than we thought. I'm not backing anybody. I'm not defending anything. I'm not making any suggestions other than we have found true Nazi um, military people with the swastikas. They're promoting. They they want to go back to the days of Hitler. They are uh, mutilating and brutalizing those that they kill in Ukraine. Um, and they're a part of this whole um, um, battle that's going on. Well, okay. Russia is grabbing onto that. Now, whether or not they really are doing it, I don't think they're really doing it for that reason, but they're grabbing onto that and they're saying, we are taking out Ukraine because of the Nazis. And they have a little bit of a leg to stand on here, Greg. People don't know this. There are a lot of Nazi military and, and, and anti-Jewish want to take over the world people in Ukraine. And again, that's coming to light now as this war is carrying on. Um, it's going to get harder to hide over time. You're not going to hear that much about this in the main mainstream media, but it's there. Um, so is Russia just grabbing that and using that as an excuse? Very likely. But at the same time, there's some weird stuff going beyond what we know. So now what they're doing is, because it's coming to light about the Nazi uh, supporters in Ukraine that we're supporting from America, they're now saying, hey, we're going to not only denazify Ukraine, we're going to go in and get all these Nazi people that are in Poland. So they're probably just using this as an excuse now to further their campaign into Poland, etc., but the odd thing about it is, is by doing this, they're actually exposing there really is some weird stuff going on in the military of Ukraine. Now, what's interesting about that is, you know, when Russia first went in, one of the things they were exposing was all of the uh, chemical labs we had that our, our government was denying. They said, we don't have any chemical lab. Well, they, they found a lot of them. And Russia's saying, we're going to expose it. We're going to tell people. So they've been telling people. They've you know, captured some of them. They've released some video. And they say there's a lot more, et cetera. And, of course, you know, we're trying to deny that. And so there's there's so much psychological warfare, I don't know what to believe. All I know is um, the Bible says there'll be wars and rumors of wars. So yes, Matthew, Matthew so, 24 goes to this. Yep. We know that, that, that Russia is definitely on the march for whatever the reason. They're using as an excuse some of the Nazi uh, soldiers that they have found in Ukraine. Uh, etc. And so this whole thing is so convoluted. I have no idea what to believe anymore. I don't know the full story. I'll keep looking for you guys. I'm going to keep reading articles. I'm going to try to verify what I can verify and stay away from just, you know, you, you have to be careful about what you read, where you read it. Um, but anything that, you know, the bottom line is, is, is Russia's on the move. And this could even be something they use as an excuse, and then to fight against NATO. And then if they go, if if this thing turns into a bigger escalation, it could drive them down toward Israel and Russia or whatever. So it's much more complicated than we know, Greg. That's the bottom line. I know when uh, Russia initially invaded Ukraine, that's immediately what we started tracking, and we even did it geographically on the map. Yeah, figuring you know they'd blow right through Ukraine, right? You know, like a paper bag. Yeah, and march down towards Israel um, and kind of, you know, setting the stage for the Ezekiel fulfillment. Right. And now we see them potentially messing with Poland Yeah, as a detour or whatever. Okay. We know that Russia is obviously going to be strong enough at the point of the prophetic fulfillment in Ezekiel, yeah. along with the other nations listed, yeah. uh, with Iran is is a major player along with Russia in the attempted invasion we know of Israel. But in the midst of all of this, you know, my mind kind of goes back to 
you know, what God said about Nebuchadnezzar, that he was his servant. Nebuchadnezzar was a, was right. a wicked guy, you know, and so Putin's not necessarily the most godliest guy. But to kind of what you're trying to sort out, you know, is it possible that along the way, the, you know, be sure your sin will find you out, you mm-hmm. know, you know, that God is using the likes of Russia that we would not suspect to expose evils and evildoers along the way? I mean, you know, Greg, is it, it's exactly kind of a right. sideshow. No, Greg, listen, you're exact, here's the bottom line. It doesn't matter whether they're wicked or godly. The Bible says that all of the world rulers were placed by God. God allowed them to be yeah. there for some reason. It's for his purposes. It doesn't mean that God approves of evil. He doesn't. Right. But there is no doubt that God put Vladimir Putin in place, yeah. even as he put uh, President Biden in place. You know, no matter where you stand politically, God allows these things for his purposes it doesn't mean that we don't still fight for what's right, and we don't still go vote and do what we need to do in, in, in our country or other countries shouldn't. But God's ultimately the one that's in control, and that's hard for a lot of people to accept, especially right. those that are real staunch politically there. But yeah, I mean, could it? we don't know what God's doing for sure. Here's the thing, Greg. Also, uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, because of this uh, pipeline that blew up, I don't think we have any articles about the pipeline. No, we don't. Uh, I'll mention it in a lot of this because it does go and play what okay, you said about sure. Russian invasion and coming yeah. down into Ukraine. Um, you know, th- we now know that America pretty much is the one that blew the pipeline up. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's an older story. That's why we, it's not in the stack this week. Well, I guess it, it may be older in the sense of the accusation, but it just got verified this week. Oh, the verification. Yes. Okay. yes. And so, and so, so Russia has now responded to that saying, you know, this is basically an act of war that America did against Russia. And, uh, because we blew up their major pipeline going across to Germany and we were trying to stop Germany from getting the, the resources from Russia to force them to, to stop supporting Russia and all these things that go with that. Hmm. Um, but, but at the same time with that, because of that, he's announced this new major offensive. He probably would have done it anyway, but Putin announced a new major offensive that most believe will be on February 24th because that's when the, the whole conflict began. I think that was the 24th. I think's the date. And he's oh, the like one another, year anniversary. He's shooting like another 500,000 soldiers. And they say they're going to go in and just finish some things off. So they're expecting a big move in Ukraine and a big offensive coming up here in about a week or so. It'll be interesting to watch that take place and see what happens. We won't know by next week's show, but the show after that, we should know. And so that would clear the path further down into Ukraine and maybe make that path on down into Israel. We'll see what happens. But it's, you know, we're watching it unfold in, in, uh, in, in prophetic time and in God's viewpoint. Well, who knows what all, all I know is that God God's on the throne. Yeah. He's doing what he wants, and we're watching it from down here, not having his view. Do we know if Poland is a member of NATO? That's a good question. I don't know that. Um, I will find that out. I, can, I think I can find that out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Only because if Poland is a member of NATO, well, then NATO's got to come to Poland's defense. Yeah, that's kind of like poking their eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's poking their eye. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm almost going to say no. I'm looking at them right now. I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. I don't know that Putin's ready to take on NATO. But Poland is a part of NATO. Is part of NATO. Okay. Well, there you go. Sure is. So this okay. is interesting. You know, this it's, is going to be it's, very it's almost like It's almost like Putin is saying, in your face, if yeah. you're going to do this, then let's go. Yeah. And I just, you know, um, again, I, I, I want to encourage our listeners. The Bible is very clear. The world will not be destroyed with nuclear activity. No. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be some type of limited nuclear exchange. I may have just taken away your hope. I didn't mean to do that. But my point is, the world will not be destroyed by nuclear weapons because it's going to still be intact when Jesus Christ returns. And the Lord's in control of who has what button and who pushes what button. 
And so, uh, but at the same time, if he does take on NATO, I mean, technically we're supposed to go to the fence of NATO. But Greg, it almost seems like our leaders are wanting a conflict with Russia. It's like we're we're poking Russia in the eye. We're going to the bear and we're poking the bear in the eye, saying, "Come on, do something about it." And at some point, look, you you back him into a corner, and um, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, you know, uh, a pandemic was good for uh, the economy of the pharmaceutical companies, and war is good for the economy of other companies. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you just. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder who's going to be alive to, to handle all these profits they're going to be having. You know, you're going to have to be the person that goes down in the bunker and comes back up, so to speak, and makes it through the wars. But but uh, somebody's somebody's making money. Money's the root of you know of all, all evil. evil. It's right there. You know what I mean? And so we're watching it play out. Yeah, it sure is. Well, I'm sure we'll have more stories of that as, as our days and weeks ahead yes. continue. All right. Uh, let's uh, fill our bellies up with some pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. Uh, USA Today, uh, the Turkey earthquake updates uh, the death toll, I think as of 10 o'clock this morning, had surpassed 22,000. Um, there's probably going to be more. Um, I know you got some stats to read here in the article, Pastor yeah. Mark, but uh, uh, we were talking off air before the show. Um, the, the pictures over there just kind of remind me of the Isaiah prophecy that Damascus will be a ruinous heap, and there's some good visuals in that region how things are constructed on how yeah. something could become a ruinous heap. And again, Isaiah doesn't tell us how Damascus will be destroyed, but earthquakes would certainly be one way to do it. You know, that's interesting. I never thought about it being destroyed by an earthquake. We always I, thought Israel, we, yeah. right? Or we thought and, it was and, and, a war related thing and may still be but at the same time you can't rule out you know again we think about it if the volcanoes do kick into gear at the same time they're on the border volcanoes yeah. they, they start earthquakes that would be an earthquake yes I mean, absolutely have, you, yes they're all linked they're, yeah, they're all, all linked. linked and so who knows but again these stats will not be accurate now as you already said greg but i'll give an idea the yeah. search for survivors grew more desperate it says the homeless problem more acute is the death toll we know now is over twenty-two thousand. As rescuers labor to find signs of life amid the rubble on Monday's earthquakes and aftershocks that laid waste to a wide swath of Turkey and Syria. Um, this is the old stat again. 12,873 people were killed in Turkey. Um, that was just two uh, two days ago. Yeah, um, it was 60,000 injured. Um, and it says on the Syrian side of the border, 3,162 have been reported dead and more than 5,000 injured. Again, I don't know the latest numbers on that, but the bottom line is the total together is now well over 22,000. This is the largest worldwide uh, for an earthquake in numbers uh, more than in more than a decade. It's expected to rise. Experts say the survival rate in an incident of this magnitude is below 25% after 72 hours. And the frigid temperatures make the chances slimmer. You know, uh, our hearts with them. You need to be praying for the people of Syria and Iran. We were praying before the show that God would open their eyes and bring them to Christ through this. God can use these disasters. He does use these disasters to open people's eyes. And it really puts in context. As a matter of fact, it just, you know, you read things like in Revelation, we, you know, where it says there's going to be in, in one earthquake after the two witnesses are taken back up to heaven, there's going to be an earthquake there in the city that destroys um, 10,000 people. And you read that and go, wow, how could 10,000 people die from one earthquake? Well, this has more than double that in this one already. So you get an idea. Now, think about the construction in Iran is no doubt way less modern than modern day Israel. And Talking they, about in Turkey. And yeah, I'm sorry. What, what did I say? You said Iran. I Iran. thought you said Iran. Yeah, I did. I'm so used to the, the earthquakes in Iran. Now, let's yeah. use it where they happen. In Turkey. Thank you for saying for putting that out. Yes, in Turkey, um, 
no doubt the construction is not up to the standard that that Israel is because Israel is a much more modernized country. No doubt they have their buildings are probably I would think earthquake proofed. So you're talking about over twenty some thousand that are dead with those buildings collapsing. Think about even with the earthquake proofed buildings, which they probably have there, at least many of them, not all of them, ten thousand killed. And it right. might be among those where it's not earthquake proof. We don't know. But I just think about there are some major earthquakes still yet to come there in that region, even in Jerusalem. And we've talked about it before. There's a major yeah. fault line that runs right down the middle of the Mount of Olives. And we know that when Jesus comes back and puts his foot on the Mount of Olives, it won't take an earthquake to do this. It won't take a fault line. But it's going to split right there. So the Lord is going to split that somewhere near where that, that fault line is. And um, and, again, and the healing waters are going to come oh, out. Oh, yeah. Again, I can't wait. Yeah. What an amazing time that's going to be. But yeah. we're in for some prophetic earthquakes still yet in the future yeah. in that region. Yeah. This is one of many. Well, and in that region right now, you know, the article talked about over 60,000 injured. And, of course, we don't know the extent of their injuries. And some of those injuries could end up becoming fatalities depending on their critical yeah. nature Absolutely. of those injuries. So you could see even more death toll rising, not so much of discoveries of bodies another rubble but those that they've already discovered that have been injured so Absolutely, anyway yeah, more unfortunate news i'm sure will will be coming yeah. uh, our next article pastor mark comes from the blaze and it says it's time to put a nail in the coffin of the mask religion once and for all yeah a very interesting article we've been uh, kind of referring to these the numbers and the stats are pretty much showing that everything we did during this whole pandemic was a failure the lockdowns were a failure the masks were, were a failure. failure um you know the, the 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 i would say except for maybe a true kn95 mask that can scientifically by science stop the the covid whatever i mean maybe for the first day yeah the problem greg is you're right it blocks it but once you're taking it off and on the germs get in it it, it. exactly you'd have to keep changing the mask to keep it clean if you put a new one on every day you may be able to do something with a kn95 and i don't even know if you do a day as much as you take it off but yeah anyway it says um the article says that dr fauci knew from day one that based on 10 randomized controlled trials of the flu that masks never work Yet three years later, the information concerning the harms and effectiveness is so solid, it's time for every state legislature to ban permanently any mandate anywhere forever with the threat of criminal penalties so that it never happens again. Florida intends to ban it when the legislative session begins. So Florida is about to ban masking. Um, a new randomized controlled trial with a sample of 40,000 children. Here's, here's just one example. Okay. There's lots. There's some 70, over 70 some different studies now, Greg, showing that masking failed. I'm going to talk about high institutions. This isn't just random. This is like they've they've done in multiple studies. It doesn't work. Again, remember, even with the N95, once you start touching them, taking them off, put them back on, you contaminate them, so it doesn't work. A new randomized control trial with a sample size of 40,000 children wearing masks in a community setting in Guinea-Bissau showed that the control group actually did slightly better than the mask group. In other words, the, the kids that didn't wear masks stayed healthier than those who did. The study results showed eight hospitalizations with COVID-like illness in those wearing masks compared to only three hospitalizations with those without masks. And 57 all-cause ca- all deaths in the mask group compared to 32 in the control group. Um, so uh, the, the study found basically that those that didn't have masks on were healthier, not as sick, didn't die as much, 
And again, I think the reason for that is you wonder, well, why would they be healthier and, and whatever? I think there's a couple of reasons. Number one, when you allow the natural immunity to take place, you have a better chance of, of, of fighting it in a natural sense than blocking it um, uh, over time as you build up immunities. But I think another reason is they found that with the mask, people take them on, off, on, off, on, off. And then you actually add more more bacteria and germs to it. And then another interesting study, Greg, uh, that we've never covered here on the show, but uh, higher oxygen levels leads yes. to leads to better Lower. health. Yes, oh, leads yeah. to better yes. health and 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 better healing. So when you're blocking the oxygen by wearing a mask, you actually increase your ability for sickness by wearing the mask around the clock. Now again, this doesn't apply to the hospital room. The hospital room, the masks are very effective because they don't touch them except with sterile hands. They don't wear them long enough to affect their oxygen supply. No. And so in that setting, they're wonderful. I'm not saying that masks do not have a purpose. They do. But in the mass setting, masks are more yeah. detrimental, we now know from the, all these studies, yeah. than, than wearing them. Yeah. Surgeons are not wearing the mask all day long. Right. They're only wearing it when they're performing a specific task. And they're not taking them on and off with dirty exactly. hands. They're not uh, lowering their oxygen levels and increasing their CO2 levels. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen. Again, I... Well, and the stuff that you're breathing back into your lungs that have been attached to the mask from you exhaling into the mask yes. over prolonged periods of time. Yes. Anyway. And, and not to mention a study that we looked at, I think, uh, in one of our earlier shows where now when they've been doing some lung surgeries, oh, the microplastics. they've actually found yeah. from the masks some of those fibers in people's yeah. lungs. Yeah. And so, who I mean, knows what whole, the long-term effect is? I just got it. Look, the bottom line is, I think we know enough now to stay away from masking um, and to stay away from lockdowns because we need to build immunities. And now, again, when we see um, that the shots don't really stop COVID at all, I think we need to put the brakes on that and everybody just back up and reboot this whole thing and I'll have a discussion. I think, again, money's driving a lot of this. We've got to, we've got to forget about the money and stop and have a discussion. Yeah. Well, and also, too, you know, this is a, at the end of the day, uh, it's also a spiritual battle. We've talked about it before. You know, Absolutely. the enemy comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. He's also using this to condition the world to submit. Yeah. And Absolutely. we see that through that mass mask wearing absolutely is another way to condition people well again greg a face covering traditionally has been used as a as a a a way of oppression and and control that's true even in islam again the way they keep the women under is they have masks on them there's there's a lot of ways you watch how the enemy works yeah and and so again i want to be you know take i don't want to take that too far in that example but again i can't help but notice that and so we need to be aware of it and just realize you know we're fighting a spiritual battle we need to have our, our spiritual glasses on here this is Signs of the Times, our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAMLP Knoxville. It's Friday, February 10th. For those of you podcasting, this is episode 250. Uh, either way, if you're live online or later on, thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time out to join us. And uh, we will continue now by uh, taking on a listener question. We always love your listener questions. You can submit your listener question by going to thewaymedia.net, or you can just take the shortcut. You can hit just go to your website and go to thesigns.org. It'll land you right on the Signs of the Times page on thewaymedia.net where you can ask your prophecy question like Janelle did, uh, living down in Maryville, enjoying Signs of the Times south of us. And her question is uh, short and sweet and to the point. Can you explain the parable of the fig tree? Yeah. Yeah, great question. And, you know, this is one I've had questions on over years. Matter of fact, I remember years back sharing this one with um, uh, actually another pastor who was 
um, you know, struggling with uh, a part of this verse because I was trying to share with him, you know, that we're in the last days, Israel's back in the land and all this. And, um, and he, and I'll share what it was that he struggled with and, and, um, and, and, and maybe in explaining it, some others may be struggling with this as well. Jesus gives a parable here talking about the last days. And this is in Matthew 24 when he's talking about all these things to be watching for. And he talks about what it's going to be like when he's about to come back. And so in Matthew 24, verse 32, he says this. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also. When you see all these things, now what things? He's been talking about all the things that will be happening in the last days in the Great Tribulation. That's the context. We don't have time to read all of it. You'll have to go back and look for yourself to see that's the context. When you see all these things, these last days things, know that it's near at the very doors. That is the return of the Lord. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will by no means pass away. The stumbling block in this probably for most people is this generation will not pass away. I'll get to that in a moment. Let me first of all talk about uh, the fig tree. The fig tree is used in Scripture as a picture of the nation of Israel. It's used throughout. We talk about uh, expositional constancy. That's two fancy words that theologians use to talk about when you expose the word of God, exposition, that God is constant all the way through it. And so what God does is he uses the same symbols the same pictures all the way through the Bible so that we as kids, when we read the word of God, we will not be confused, but we will know what it is he's talking about. And we can, okay, here's the symbol. He's talking about that. So immediately when he would say to them, it's like a fig tree, they would realize, hey, this is a picture of the nation of Israel. So he's, what he's saying is in the first part of this, it's like when the nation of Israel, he said, when you see that, that the leaves are, are there, know that summer's near. That is when you begin to see the fig tree starting to sprig uh, uh, or grow new leaves and begin to bloom, realize the time is near for my return. Well, again, when he was saying that at this time, obviously the nation was not blooming. They were on their way down. They eventually were kicked out of the nation by God and by the, uh, the Romans in 70 A.D. And then they sat dormant for almost 2,000 years, scattered across the whole world and all these different countries. God said, in the last days, I will regather you back in the land, and, and I'll put you back. I'm going to rebuild you as a people, rebuild you as a nation. So in that context, that's what he's talking about. He's saying, when you see Israel come back in the land, which they didn't understand 2,000 years ago at that point yet, but we now do looking back, when you see them come back in the land, and you see them begin to bloom, the green leaves on, the, on, on Israel as a nation, imagine them as a fig tree, the green leaves, and then the, the blooms begin to come, and then you begin to see these, the figs or whatever. He said, when you see that beginning to look healthy and starting to grow, he said, this generation, and that's where people stumble, they go, wait a minute, the generation that Jesus said that to, they didn't see his return. He wasn't talking about the generation he was currently in. In context, he said, the generation that sees the fig tree bloom so he said, when you see the fig tree bloom, context, this generation will by no means pass until the Lord returns. So what it's saying is, when you see Israel back in the land, they're blooming as a nation, it'll be that generation that will see the return of the Lord. That's the explanation of the parable. Now here's where the question comes in, because people say, well, Israel went back in the land in 1948, and a biblical generation is 40 years, so shouldn't he have come back in 88? And there was a guy that even wrote a book. Harold, Harold Camping. Yeah, 88 that? Reasons. Yeah. I don't know if he wrote that oh, one or not, okay. but he definitely said it was 88 Reasons as why he's coming back in 88 or whatever. So, <laughs> um, And he didn't. So a lot of people, oh no, you know, the Bible, no, the Bible's never wrong. You misunderstood Jesus in the parable of the fig. He, he said, when you see it 
blooming when you see the leaves we don't know what he means by that what is blooming to god what are the green leaves to god i personally believe in 1948 they didn't have green leaves and that they were just trying to survive they're being attacked they're trying to survive they're desert everywhere they don't have anything now over the years they've, they've just blossomed they now have this thriving nation that is supplying the fourth largest exporter, I think, of fruit in the world. They they export export flowers. Yeah. Yes, I mean they're just so there's lush now. Here's the thing: when did that kick in? That was much later. So you can move twenty twenty thirty years down the road from forty eight and say that's when they bloomed. So so I believe though right now I think they have. I think we're seeing the green leaves. Oh yeah. So to me, what that means is this generation that we're currently in right now is the generation that will see the return of the Lord based on Matthew chapter 24, verse 32 and on, because we're watching the nation of Israel bloom in these leaves and we're watching it happen. So uh, don't be stumbled by the 1948 date. They weren't blooming yet. Now they're blooming. Now the leaves are popping out. Now we're seeing Israel thriving. And I believe, Greg, that, that we're very near at the very doors of the Lord's mm-hmm. return. And I believe he gave the believers that hope and that hint right there to recognize that we need to be ready. Because I think we don't know when it started, but I think that we're in that countdown now of that final generation. That's how close I believe we are. Now, it's exciting indeed. To very think exciting. That we could just be out of here. Yes. Maranatha. There you go. All right. Let's... Uh, Go to some church apostasy. Yeah. The great falling away. Hosea 4 6, my people perish for lack of knowledge. My people perish because they're not adhering to my word. Yeah. This is from the Telegraph in the UK. Gender neutral God to be considered by the Church of England. Yeah. Yeah, this is really, um, again, we talk about blasphemy. Let's read some of it. We'll talk about why it's so blasphemous, although our listeners, most of you, if you're believers, already know. For decades, the gender of God has prompted debate within the church. What a, just think of that statement for a minute. God's gender has, has prompted debate. Who cares? You, didn't, what, what are you debating? God is God. There's nothing to debate. People are just so easily offended. It's like, you know what? I want God to be the gender I want him to be. Well, sorry. Yeah. You're not God, and he is. Uh, it says, with many calling for male pronouns, he and him, uh, as well as the reference to our father, to be scrapped in favor of either gender neutral or female alternatives. Can you imagine if somebody said, look, let's get together and meet. And, you know, Greg, we decided we don't, you're not a man. And or Mark, you're not a man. And so now we're going to change you. We're going to call you, a, a, you know, a, or whatever, an animal or whatever. It doesn't change who we are. You can say what you want, but we are who we are, and you can't make that decision. Only God can make that decision. So they, in essence, Greg, by this article, they're saying we are God. We're deciding, you know, God, the Bible says that God mm-hmm. made man in his image. And ever since then, man has been trying to make God in, in his. Right. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. If the article goes on now, it would, it would mark a departure for centuries of tradition. I would say t- centuries of tradition, the Bible. Bishop started to launch a project on gender language, referencing God in church services later this year. You know, God's probably up there going, wow, I, I you know, I didn't realize what's going to happen now. I wonder what, you know, wonder what I'm going to, uh, what I'm be called now in the church. We'll have to change everything in the Bible. I'll have to talk to the angels. It's going to get awkward. <laughs> the move has been criticized by conservatives. I would just say Bible believing. Yeah, I was going to say people, exactly. People that believe the Bible who have warned that male and female imagery is not interchangeable. It's not. However, liberal Christians have welcomed it. I, I I, I, I would, I would, I don't think they're Christian. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. 
claiming that a theological misreading of God as exclusively male is a driver of much continuing discrimination and sexism against women. So what you're saying is, God messed up, God did it wrong, God didn't know what he was doing, so we're going to come in as fallen man and we're going to fix all this mess that God created. How arrogant and blind and foolish can mankind be? I submit to you, Pastor Mark, and this is why this is core to the Christian faith, I believe that the Bible itself, through theological studies and exegetical work and hermeneutics and homiletics and any other type of Bible study application you want to apply to this is true. And that is this. God's word is inerrant. And if it's not inerrant, then all of it is up for grabs, including the things that the quote-unquote liberal Christian would say is true, but then the liberal Christian turns around and says, well, these other things aren't true. Well, are you the arbiter? That's right. Scripture interprets Scripture. Yeah. God is the one that inspired the entire Bible. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. Anyway. You know, Greg, you bring up the, one of the greatest arguments, and that is, if that part of the Bible is wrong, what about the rest of it? What about the rest what, of it? What can we trust if that's wrong? And if man can just change it, uh, what can we trust? Here's the problem. When you start messing with the Word of God, um, let me just first of all say this. You, if you start messing with the Word of God and you try to change the Word of God, then what you've done is you've taken the position of authority over the Bible. So you're saying, I'm a greater authority than God is. Now, God said this, but I say this. And when you question the literalness of the God, of, of the Word of God and the truth of God's Word, you're now the authority, okay, rather than God being the authority. No. God's the authority. We just hear what God has to say, and we change our position if it needs to be changed, or we solidify it as it needs to be solidified. It says here at the very last of the article, any permanent changes or rewriting of scriptures. They actually put this in here. Listen. Any permanent changes or rewriting of scriptures with gendered language would have to be agreed by a future synod. They're saying, okay, if we're going to read... How about agreed by God? If we're going to rewrite the Bible, then we need to rewrite the Bible um, with our group. We want to make sure that all of our people are present before we change God's word and rewrite it. How arrogant, how blind you are. Listen, it says in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 4, verse 2, God says, thus saith the Lord, you shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take away from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. In other words, you don't mess with my word. It is my word. Don't mess with it. God won't let them mess with it. They can write any book they want, but God's word will stand. And you know what? I would not want to be these guys standing before God Almighty on that day saying, well, Lord, we didn't think it was right that you called a man a man and a woman a woman and that you put this authority structure in place the way you did it and that you referred to your as a male we didn't like that so we changed it it's like are you kidding me it doesn't matter what you like or what you don't like i am god and it's judgment day wow of course they won't even be saying that because the bible says that everybody will be silenced before god and every knee at that point will be bowing yeah. everybody will be bowing saying yes he he is the lord yeah and they're going to be again again so i uh, just uh, uh, i just the Fallen man, Greg, I, I'm so thankful that I'm saved because I know I would be in the same thing. I may not be as bad as certain ones, this, that. You can't compare among men. You know, I don't know that I would be saying that God, I, who knows, maybe I would. I do know this, though. I would be arrogant, prideful. I'd be denouncing God. I know without God, I'm in the same boat, is my point. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that God opened my eyes and saved me. Yeah. I, I just, it just astounds me of the arrogance of man apart from God. 
you mentioned uh, the scripture there in Deuteronomy uh, that warns against uh, yes. messing with the word. Right. Uh, there in the towards the end of Revelation, the same admonition is being made. Yes. Uh, is that same admonition just pertinent to the book of Revelation itself, or is that one final warning that God added regarding the entire Bible? And I would think from a precept standpoint, yes, but just in the context yeah. of what Revelation is saying, what what is he saying? Yeah, he gives it a context there saying, if you take away from this book, and meaning, so it, it meaning would, it the would revelation. Appear, it would appear okay. the revelation. Now, I, but I do, but is there an application? I think so, and here's why. That's why I read Deuteronomy instead of Revelation. Okay. Because Deuteronomy, some people say, well, that's just that one book. No, no, no. You got to go back. Yeah. In Deuteronomy, he said, if any of my yeah. words, you take any of my word away. Yeah. So does it apply in Revelation? It does, Greg, and here's why, because he covered it in Deuteronomy. Yeah. But he is specific in context. It would appear to say it applies to the book of Revelation. That can be argued back and forth, but it, it kind of appears that way. But could you, could you use both of those? verses as an underpinning to the a biblical precept that God is is in essence talking about all of his word. Absolutely. I would say absolutely. Deuteronomy combined with that one, absolutely. And I wouldn't look just don't mess with God's yeah. word. Don't mess with it. You you don't want to be the one standing before God on that day saying, you know what, I decided to change your almighty word. You don't want to be that person. Back away. <laughs> repent. Ask God to forgive you. Lay down. Your, it's almost like step back. Step back yeah, yes. from the Bible. Yes. Lay down your arrogance. Drop the arrogance. <laughs> drop the arrogance. Drop it right now. Drop it. You know, on your knees. On your knees. Start That's to it. pray. And um, anyway. Anyway. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's get into some weirdness. Because what would an episode of Signs of the Times be there without some weirdness? There you go. We bring enough of that. We Just bring enough of us. that. You know, I, I had comments this week. They uh, People love rant and rave. They did love them. Uh, okay, we're well, good. All right. You know, I, I said sometimes, you know, you're rant and I'm rave, and sometimes you take it on all by yourself. <laughs> It maybe it was the case last week. I don't know. I kind of grabbed this it week. We're much more. It. We're much more calm. Yes, we are. Uh, got it out of our system. There I guess. It is. There uh, it is. Yahoo.com is telling us that German doctors are attempting to reverse death and resurrect humans. Isn't this something? You know what? It, I could make this easy for German do- doctors. Turn to Jesus Christ and repent of your sins, and it's done. You will reverse death. You will have life. You'll be resurrected, and you'll live forever. It is such an easy thing that God has given. Yes. What they're trying to do, Greg, again, is be God. They're trying to do this without God. Well, guess what? It won't work. A company called Tomorrow Biostasis is focusing on human crypt, uh, cryopreservation. In the hopes that it can eventually reverse death. The new Berlin startup. It, why is everything in Berlin weird? Berlin keeps, I mean, there's got to, there's, there's, you, know, you go back there. to Hitler, you go back to the, in the, the, in the, uh, the, the altar of Zeus has been moved to Berlin. You've got, but you've got these areas of demonic influence, right? I, it is really, we yes, know. I, I think it is, I think it is the angels, the fallen angels over certain yes. regions. There is a strong one in Berlin. Could you constantly see this weirdness yes. coming out of Berlin? But either way, the startup has already preserved, uh, this Berlin startup has already preserved the bodies of about 10 deceased humans. Liquid nitrogen is the main ingredient used to ensure the cryopreservation. The waiting list for tomorrow biostasis, uh, a startup based in Germany, is in the hundreds. Now, look, if people believe this is really true, these guys are going to get loaded rich. Uh, maybe that's maybe they know they can't do it. They're just going to try to take the money. The company already has about 10 bodies 
uh, preserved in a lab. What comes next is the real issue. Again, you know, Greg, uh, uh, well, let me finish reading this. According to the report from Tech EU, the company Standby Ambulance has already been busy. <laughs> standby yeah, Ambulance. Yeah, they're ready to go pick what people up. What is a Standby with Ambulance? With co founder Emil uh, Kendazioria <laughs> working to launch uh, Europe's first uh, cryogenics company. There are already a handful of them in the United States. The goal is as soon as somebody dies, tomorrow biostasis immediately responds to preserve the person's body and or brain in a state of stasis. Then once future advances materialize, the company will treat the, and reverse the person's original cause of death and bring them back from the dead to enjoy life extension. What if the body's all messed up? What if you don't want to come back? What if, you, what if you're in a bad accident and you really get messed up? I mean, what if you don't? They're even talking about Greg trying to create bodies that people can go in kind of goes to the whole avatar type thing well here's what i would like to know i would like to know have you have you put somebody if you put somebody's body in this state right and let's say you kept it there just for a month right or maybe even a year right? and that's the max right has anyone tried to revive that body for it to function because god made us to be comprised of body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. So my question is, from a creation standpoint, yeah. Could you, could you really make that body come back to life yeah. in the way that God designed the body to live yeah, to begin not. with? No, of course exactly. not. The spirit's gone. It's already locked. It's up a rhetorical and... question, but I'd like to see, I'd like to hear if they've tried to do that. Yeah. I, you know, who knows? And I just, you know, I look at this kind of stuff. And again, this is really just the attempt of man to try to live forever apart from God. It's going to fail. And, um, you know, I, I, it's just amazing. I want a new body. I don't want this one. I don't want this one either. Why would I want to preserve this one? You know, I just soon, I just soon have a, you know, you know, start over. I, this one, I'm not, I'm not that thrilled with it. Right. Uh, you know, and so, and I, I think about the people that, you know, again, for those who want to try to, I guess if something happens where you, you know, your body's too messed up. I mean, I don't know what you do there. Like I said, they're maybe try to put them in robots, whatever. I don't know. It's like I'm trying to. Ah, uh, well. Let's let's move. Lo- lots of things and bad jokes probably yeah, ensuing. No, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just no, I'm just not yes. going to do the bad joke. That's okay. why I'm, I'm going to let it go. Let's move on, you know. And so, um, uh, all right, here we go. All right, well, let's move on with some yes, good yes, news. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of the Super Bowl this yes. weekend, by the way, I will mention this, and I forgot to mention it at the beginning. What we do when we watch the Super Bowl is we we set uh, set the DVR to record. Yes, I remember, I was we hang out for. 30, 45 minutes, whatever, and then we just fast-forward through the stuff and just watch oh, the game. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That way we can fast-forward through the stuff and we don't have to yeah. don't have to watch it. The sad thing the is sad, some of the, the most half-time. creative... Half-time yeah, the show. halftime. Yeah, some of the most creative commercials happen during the... You I know. know. Whatever, but now the halftime shows are always terrible. But you can always I, I go just, back on YouTube later and watch yeah, them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the halftime the show ones. that is so corrupt. I yeah. just... It's just like the world is totally given over to the halftime show. You know what's interesting when you're not when you're not being satisfied with the things of the Lord that truly satisfy you and Jesus tells us, you know, you know, hey, you thirst right now, yeah. but drink of the water that I have right. and you'll never thirst. I think what you're seeing is a representation in the world of trying to reach a level of satisfaction and enjoyment yeah. that has to continue to get bigger badder bolder worse yeah. whatever more yeah. depraved in order because that didn't do it anymore it's it almost like the drug it's almost like the druggie that's that right. starts with this and that doesn't do it for me anymore well, i've got to go to the next thing mick jagger can't get no right yes <laughs> satisfaction yeah see that's the thing yeah. you know and why because yeah. truly he can't and nobody yeah. can yeah 
Because only Jesus yeah. satisfies. Yes. We're going to do one episode where you just imitate well, that was a some bad of these imitation, guys. Though. That was I a know, bad one. That but was... I would like to do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, ChristianHeadlines.com. <laughs> Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, Super Bowl bound, says that John 13.7 inspired him. It's my favorite verse, he says. What is John 13.7, Pastor well, again, Did you, Are you ready for that? Oh, I am. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, John it says, <laughs> Jesus said, Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Ah, yes. Yeah. So, again, he explains why. He says, the quarterback who guided the Philadelphia Eagles to the NFC title uh, and an appearance in the Super Bowl says he's been inspired by a Bible verse that includes the words of Jesus. Jalen Hurts uh, passed for 121 yards and rushed for 39 and one touchdown this two weeks ago in Philadelphia's 31 to seven victory over San Francisco in the NFC championship, advancing the Eagles to Super Bowl 57 against the Kansas City Chiefs. It will be played on February 12th, which is this Sunday. And I quote, he said, I went through a lot of stuff in college and it kind of struck me. Uh, John 13, seven, you, and, and I quote, you may not know now, but later you will understand. Hertz calls it my favorite verse. He said it wasn't uh, the first time that he quoted the passage. In his final season at Alabama, he posted the Twitter writing, Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. And he wrote, he finishes by saying, just let God work his magic. Yeah, he was the starting quarterback, then he was benched and brought back, and then he <sighs> was basically, he went and finished his college career in Oklahoma. Yeah. And so it didn't go the way he thought, and that's so right. that's what he was referring to in that verse. Yeah, and really he's showing again that Christian uh, character and quality to yep. say, you know what, look, although I don't understand this, um, God does, and yeah. God's doing something. You know, we tend to think a lot of times, you watch some of these, especially when you see these guys, Greg, they're strong Christians, they work their whole life to get to the big game, and they lose it. Mm. And in your mind, you think, certainly if they get there, God's going to give them the victory, because they believed, and they came this far, and sometimes God says, no. No, I have some, I'm going to, I'm going to teach you more character. It's not about winning that game. It's about character and God allows these things. And so that may be a, just a word for somebody listening right now where, mm. you know, you, you, you thought God was going to do something because you've seen him work so much and you've been faithful and you've walked with him. And all of a sudden it didn't happen. Maybe it's the job promotion. Maybe it's the person you thought you were going to marry. Maybe it was whatever it might be. Something you thought God was going to give you that didn't happen. The house that fell through, whatever. But you have to remember, God is looking at the eternal. He's not the, the temporary he cares about. Don't get me wrong. But God wants to mold you and shape you into the eternal person that he wants you to be. And sometimes it's the setbacks. It's the losses. Jesus' greatest victory was seen as the, as, as the major loss to the world. He was crucified to a cross. He died on a cross so that God could pay for our sins. He re- he resurrected three days later so that God could, you know, uh, again, show his power over death. And so what the world might see is something that was a failure. It was God's greatest victory. So in your life right now, if you're listening today, there may be something that's falling through. Maybe something that you thought was going to be a great success has been crucified. It's been put into the tomb. Whether God will resurrect that or not, I don't know. But the point is, God will resurrect you if you put your faith and trust in him. Let God work. So that's a word for the believer. For those that are listening today that don't know the Lord, he died for you. And that's his message to you. He died for you on the cross. He paid for your sins. And if you put your faith in him, ask forgiveness of your sins, repent of your sins. The Bible says you'll be forgiven, born again, and you're going to rise from the dead, even as he did three days later. You're going to live with him forever, and you can do it without a German company charging you large amounts of money, which will not work anyway. It'll be the power of God giving you a new body that you want, not this gross one being yes. resurrected that you don't like and already hurts. You know, yeah. uh, It's going to be a new body that's going to last forever and a new life that lasts forever and joy in the kingdom of God with Jesus Christ. It doesn't get any better than that. No. It's all free of charge. Absolutely. Drink freely of the water of life. Think about that. His pain can be your gain. That's right. And all you have to do is just accept it. 
That's to right. receive it. That's right. And so, and that's the hope that anybody would today and hearing this is receive the hope of the Lord because that's really what this show's about. You know, it's not just to give you prophetic facts and, and share things with the body of Christ. It's to see new believers coming into the body of Christ and, and, and knowing the joy that we have and the hope that we have yeah. in that God's in control yeah. and he is in control. You know, and, and Bible prophecy is the, is the stamp of surety that you can trust everything in Absolutely. my word. Absolutely. Not just, not just the things that we talk about That's right. on this show. So anyway, we hope whatever you're uh, going through, you are growing through it as well. As uh, we know, a lot of people uh, suffer and have lots of issues and things like that. So we pray that you are blessed by what we've shared today. And you'll be blessed by heading to your local church this weekend and getting fed God's word and, and fellowshipping with your fellow brothers and sisters Amen. in Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Thank you, folks, for listening. Don't forget the waymedia.net for everything Signs of the Times related and other content that we make available 24 hours a day. We hope to see you back here next Friday for more Signs of the Times on WIAM. Follow.